Um, right. I was just, I was just skating along, just, uh, you know, just not going to bring it up, but yeah, thanks Todd. But, uh, yeah, no, rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. We got Lee in the house. We got Todd in the house. What more can you ask for? How you fellas doing tonight? Hey, man. Hey, I, once I get up here, I'm going to have me a nice cold one. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. A little bit of that eggnog. All right. Yeah. So, so in this episode, we covered uh, what the world happened to the Falcons uh, this past Sunday. We've already covered that and uh, how that heartbreaking, weird it's maybe not heartbreaking, but that weird game. Now we're going to look ahead to the upcoming games and have no other than having to travel to Arrowhead and play the reigning Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so the conditions just off the bat, the conditions will be not bad. It'll be like 40s. And uh, but like it's an outside game and the weather will be pleasantly chilly. So uh but I was hope maybe not hoping, but like that would be fun to see some snow or some some uh, maybe not a bad weather game, but like something exciting. I don't know. I was kind of slightly hoping for snow, like a snow game. Stan, are you saying the Falcons aren't exciting enough? Is that what you're trying to say? I, you know, something to spice it up, man. I yeah, I I think that a snow game would uh would would uh would, would get get my attention a little bit more too. Uh, I know that you're glued to every play, Todd. And I know you're 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 backing up the TV and, and dissecting plays live. So um, you need. I would I would give you some more excitement as well playing in a snow game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, we don't need snow. We don't need snow. That, yeah, I listen. I don't know if I could. You know, I'm. We're from the south. I'm from the south. I'm from. I'm originally from Savannah. Um, obviously I live a little bit more North now, but, uh, in Athens, but like I've seen snow maybe like 20 times in my life, maybe not even 20 times, maybe like 15 times in my life. And, uh, that's for the birds, man. It changes everything. I, they can keep snow. I don't know how to, yeah. Uh, no thanks on snow. No. All right. So there's a lot okay maybe not i've said this before but there's some pretty daunting numbers when it comes to this uh to this falcons matchup against the chiefs and uh, daunting da- daunting is a good description that's yeah. a good uh yeah a good uh, adjective very good yeah um okay let's just go ahead it's the chiefs are the number one offense period point blank period i mean it's it's astounding how the the score. What's their average points per game? Let's see, thirty one. They average thirty one point one points per game. They're by far the most points in the NFL. Yeah, by far. By far. By it's, far the most yards in the NFL. I mean, it's not even close there either. Yeah, and then pass. So passing yards is three hundred eleven yards per game. They're averaging three hundred eleven mm-hmm. yards a game. And you know what the Falcons don't do very well at? 
Defend the pass. They don't defend the pass. Defending uh, the pass. This yeah. could be uh, so. I know I'm pretty high on AJ Terrell. I think he's a great rookie. I think obviously Todd's going to chime in on saying uh, whatever he's going to say, but I think uh, AJ Terrell has had a successful rookie year, but uh, he needs help and um, he needs help from the pass rush. But it's going to be, I think it's going to be some tough sledding for for uh, for the Falcons secondary this time this time around. For this week, for sure. Well, AJ Terrell's a good player. I mean, he's learning. I mean, he he's going to get there. But whenever he has a bad game, boy, he has a bad game. I mean, I go back to the national championship game last year against Clemson, and uh, A.J. Terrell got picked apart by Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase dominated him. And then this past weekend, he was dominated. And he's had like, you know, five or six really solid games this year, but he's not ready for primetime yet. And I think we can all agree. I mean, we should take a vote on it. But do we think the Falcons reach for A.J. Terrell a little bit? I would vote yes. I believe they did too. Uh, I believe that in this game here, um, right now, what the Atlanta Falcons, we are number nine in the ranking in, in the run game. Kansas City is number 21. What we have to do to prepare for this game here, and I know, Stan, this is y'all, when we talk offline, y'all think I'm crazy, but if we can stop the run, which we can, we have the ability to stop Kansas City run. We cannot play safe. We have let Pat Mahomes know. I like Pat Mahomes, but I know right now we're talking for the Falcons. Guess what? Blitz them. You need to let them know we're here. Hey, the secondary, they got to step up. They have to step up and know how to hey, play two safeties back and keep everything in front. But we have to send the rest. Hey, Raheem Morris, you cannot play safe no more. You done played safe this whole season since you done took over as the head coach. Right now, you have to either play like you go going to make some changes and yet you come in and be an aggressive, you got to be that aggressive play caller and stay in something and make your pride count. I think I, th- I think the aggressive play calling is right, and I think that the aggressive play calling has been more there than it has been with Dan Quinn at the helm. I think they've brought more A-gap mm-hmm. pressures. They've brought more linebacker blitzes. Obviously, we talked about uh, against the Tampa Bay on the preview show of the sack leaders for uh, the Falcons with Deion Jones being at the top with the linebacker. So they have bringing blitzes, and I agree with bringing the pressure, but you got you to have production from the edge, and you got to bring pressure. But uh, I I and I think it's more on we have to get to the quarterback. I mean, we have got to. Gotta, you have to. But here's the deal: you better start l- w- learn watching film right now because when he breaks out, contain there's no right. throw that's impo- like impossible. So like you're you going to run exactly. Yeah, you have to, you have to prepare for two plays. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that. That's what makes. Pat Mahomes dangerous. Like I said, Atlanta can win if you I mean we gotta play almost near perfect to win this game. And like right. I said, and perfect and, and, and pride both got a P in their name. So you know, this is what we're playing for. And at the end of the day, if you're not playing for that, if you're not laying all line, yes, we're gonna lose. But I feel that them Falcons can rise up, and I'm gonna go with them. And I am I know we're gonna do uh score projections at the end of the segment. But I, I, I'm not counting them out. I, Todd Stan, I know you're looking like that. I, I cannot count these boys out because they got a lot riding right now. We can, hey, Kansas City trying to walk over us. 
Anyway, and, and with a person who got nothing to lose, they dangerous. Okay, so go ahead, Todd. You were trying to jump in. Uh, admittedly, I would say, you know, every time I've counted the Falcons out, they have like risen up and actually played well in games. They just weren't able to finish the games and win them. But they haven't yeah. just melded in where they've gotten blown. I mean, how many blowouts have I picked this year in, in these games at the end of these segments, too? I picked out a ton of blowouts, and none of them have actually – uh, feathered out, you know, like we pretty much have, have been in each game. But my concern with this game is I think we can stop Kansas City from running the ball. The Falcons have a good run defense, but the but the Kansas City Chiefs are not known to be a big running team. They're one of these teams like we talked about in the last podcast that we did. They just do enough to be able to win games. They really win their games through the air and with Mahomes running the ball himself. But like 311 yards a game in the NFL, passing, that that's phenomenal. And the Falcons haven't proven they can stop any team from passing this year. Um, except for New Orleans. For uh, But they had some, you know, exterior, some, some right. circumstances though. They had uh, Tyson Hill instead of Drew Brees. So right, that was kind right. of a different animal altogether. But, but this – Team right here, I just I have a hard time seeing them be able to stop the pass in this game unless Kansas City just isn't motivated at all. But they've pretty much been just a name your score, you know, name your score team all year. I had Patrick Mahomes in fantasy football this year, and he's the only reason I stayed in contention the entire year. I mean, would like uh, I'd be down by thirty or forty points in my fantasy game, and all of a sudden Pat Mahomes would come up with fifty for me, and I'd win. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard to control a guy like that. You yeah. can't knock out Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes will come up. He's going to show up. He's going to play. Yeah, we all know how Pat going to play. So at the end of the day, it's it's up to the Falcons to make the change right. We haven't stopped right. in the past the passing game, but that's where Raheem Morris need to come in and change it up. We need to make sure we have the right players on the field after you go to uh, 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 shell drills, you know, look at the film, we did everything we had to do. We need to set them safeties back. Hey, don't let them back get behind us. Blitz them linebackers. Just the edge, but keep everything in front. We cannot let them go deep because Pat Mahomes is going to scramble. But as long as we send the package, we contain, contain and blitz. That's what we have to do and, 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 and rattle uh, Pat Mahomes. But yes, Pat Mahomes going to be great. He's going to do his numbers. There's nothing you can do, but we got to stop the TDs. So this is how you neutralize that is the turnovers. Uh, I know maybe not so much interceptions. He's only thrown three intercepts or six in- interceptions this year. Maybe some fumbles and some 50-50 balls, man. I don't know if you could, if the, how the Falcons win this game is a couple cup, uh, t- uh, this has, has layers to it. Uh, like Todd said, maybe they're unmotivated. Maybe they, they realize that they're, they're either, arresting guys mentally to get to the playoffs or, uh, you know, they're loafing. But the second part of that is the Falcons making impact plays and being opportunistic. Uh, uh, I don't remember who they were playing, but they, they ended up getting, they ended up getting three, four turnovers and it's a shift in momentum of the game, hit, getting some, some key turnovers and, and flipping, you know, flipping the field. So I, uh, turnovers, I think they're going to play hopefully, Hopefully that would be a, an avenue for the Falcons win. And honestly, I'm definitely cool with the Falcons uh, not winning this game. Just if we're going to clear the air, uh, I'm totally what, good with that too. Yeah, you know, you know, understand, Todd. You know, hey, you want to know how we're going to win this game? Yeah, tell it's, me. It's, it's only one way we're going to win this game. Tell me, tell me what this looks like for the Falcons to win. What what does this game? How does this game unfold for the Falcons to win this game? Because it is it's a tall task. I mean, this is a mountain to climb. It Let's is. Let's just be real. But you, you it, 
Dirt in, in Raheem Morris is, is in the hot seat. Why I say that is because you have to keep Pat Mahomes off the field. You got to keep him off the field. And that's and, and, and what that means, uh, offense, yeah. we need time of possession. Run, hey, run the ball. Play, we need to play football. This is about playing football. This is how you're going to get it. And you get, you know, keep Pat Mahomes come on the field. Guess what? He's, hey, he's going to score most of the time. That's just, the guy's phenomenal. Maybe they just pay him, what, $440 million? He's going to play like $440 million. So to, to win this game, Dirk, Give me good play calling. You need to execute. Hey, we don't need we didn't we didn't hire a kicker to score touchdowns because Coop is putting up touchdown points. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not your job. We need you to put up the point after yeah. and the three points if we need to, but yeah. we need time position. Yeah. Control the clock. I agree. Dude, interesting stat. Tom uh interesting stat that Todd Gurley has more rushing attempts this year than Travis Etienne. Or not Travis Etienne. Wow, I messed that up. Uh, Clyde's Edwards Alaire. He, he different uh, leagues, Stan. Yeah, thanks. Oh, I, I, <laughs> hey, listen. Hopefully, uh, Etienne will be in a Falcons uniform next year in the second round. Yeah, I hey, love that. That'd, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Clyde's Edwards Alaire has 101 carries, and Tiger Gurley has 182. So, uh, Todd Gurley's beating by one carry and that he'll stay at 182 for the rest of the season. I'm guessing maybe right. around, <laughs> maybe around 190. He'll get eight more carries on the goal between, line bet- between two games on the goal line. Right. Yeah. So, well, say I have to ask, you know, bring this up too. I figure it's a good time to bring this up. So we're talking about running backs right now. So, you know, Todd Gurley has been demoted. Okay. He's no longer the first string running back. Okay. And, you know where I'm going with this, I'm sure. Leah Smith is going to be our first-ranked quarterback. So, I want to know, how are you feeling today that the great Brian Hill is not going to be the first-ranked running back? All right. Listen. Listen. Listen to me, Todd. Listen to me, Todd. You're my boy. But uh, I think the coaching staff got this one wrong. Yes. I, th- I, so okay. I, don't, I don't know why he's been throwing – they threw him shade, but I think he's got the size and I think he's got the juice to be a solid number two in this league. And that's right now where we are. We're looking for our number two because Edo Smith clear is not a number one. He's – I mean, he doesn't have the size. I think he's got the vision, um, and I think he's got wiggle in the hips. Um, but I, I don't – he's not a number one back. Neither is Brian Hill. So everybody just calm down. But I thought from from my vision and how big he is and how hard he runs, he would be a good number two option and or split carries. But I clearly was wrong about that. And Todd gives me heck about it. So thanks, Todd. (laughs) I just had to bring it up. Hey, look, to be fair, You've made this public on this podcast, so I just figured I would I would let you uh, give your take on things. Right, I was just I was just skating along, just uh, you know, just not gonna bring it up. But yeah, thanks, Todd. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, no problem, no problem, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's what family's for. Um, Yeah, the Brian Hill thing, man. I just he looked whenever they. I think a lot has to honestly, a lot has to do has to do with when they do a lot of play action The Brian Hill is a better blocker as well. The, the Edo Smith. So he's more versatile on the field. So Edo Smith is a slight in figure. I mean, he's, he's, he's short, not small. He's, 
but for a running back, he is a little bit slimmer build. And so like the linebacker bearing down or having a chip on an end or whatever, picking even reading blitzes and reading where the coverage needs to shift to, he's not as reliable in the backfield. And I think um, they've got another running back in the depth chart that I thought was going to be, you know, I was singing his praise from Pitt. Uh, Quadri Olison. I thought he would have more play because he's kind of a bigger back, but nope, I was wrong about all of that. Edo Smith is the guy. So there you go. He's been the most efficient. I'll tell you that though. I mean, the numbers support yeah. that is, is Edo Smith has made the most out of his opportunity. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, the numbers just really say that I know that he didn't have that many carries in the game. But I still think the biggest problem isn't with the running backs themselves. I still think the biggest problem is Dirk Cutter. I mean, he just he, he doesn't run the ball anyway. Oh, third and twelve. Let's run a draw play. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That's when he'll run it. Yeah, yeah, not a first down. Not you know play action. No, second and second and sixteen draw play. And that, so he hasn't really it. put these running backs in position for success anyway. That that's exactly what I'm about to say, Ty. You know. You, we can look at the, the running backs and their performance, but at the end of the day, they only the run the plays that the coaches call. And uh, right. if the, the coaches is calling at the wrong times, not calling it enough, then hey, where did it, uh Go ahead, Stan. I want to talk about that right there. We can only run, you, you said you can only run the plays the coaches call. Yeah. Do you, do you think the same rules apply applies to different teams and different quarterbacks? Do you think Drew Brees is it has been told we run what I call. Drew Brees is a, is a is a a game player. He's he's somebody that you will put the game in his hands and will let him make the decision. I will not put the game in Matt Ryan's hands. You know, so different quarterbacks. Yes, would they have different um, power to make a call? Uh, yeah. So do you uh, think? So do you don't, you don't think Matt Ryan when it when it comes down to pipe. He's got a choice of, uh, you know what? Scrap that. We, I, that's stupid. Uh, that's stupid. We're not doing that. Let's run it. A stretch play to the left on three break. I'm sure he did. I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure they have gave him that power. But that's the problem. Don't put yeah. the, don't put the game in Matt Ryan's hand because he's not going to make that good decision. What do you think about in it, recent Tom? in recent history that has been the case with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has not made good decisions at the end of the game. I mean, he had that Matty Ice reputation because early in his career. He was winning games. I remember we played a game against the Bears, maybe his second or third game. It's like eight he, seconds he led the left. Falcons yeah. back to victory. Yeah, eight, you remember that game? That was yeah. two thousand eight. Yeah, and and he developed that reputation. But over like the last four or five years, his reputation I think has been more as, of a chokester, where yeah. he hasn't really been able. To get, and and look, the really the quarterbacks that really have had the game in their hands have been able to make decisions at the end of the game, probably without any kind of coaching intervention, are probably just down to three names. I think Drew Brees, yeah. Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning yeah. are probably your three guys in recent history. Aaron Rodgers, yes. Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Yeah, I give Aaron. Put Aaron up there, Ty. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, in yeah Aaron, Aaron probably, yeah. So he's on the Pat McAfee show, and he is admitted to uh, I think we've talked about this off air before, but he's admitted because he has, I think he's got a new coach. I think uh second year, maybe even first year that he first would year. like, he like fakes that he first didn't second. hear the play in his ears. Like, I don't, the, the headphones aren't working and he would just call his own play. <laughs> and and that's a good strategy, you know, to give away with it. You know, I guess it's, it's best to ask for, uh, say, I'm sorry to ask for permission. Uh, yes. Ask, sorry, for, ask for forgiveness. Not yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, coach. I don't know what happened there. Short circuit. Uh, yeah. 
Um, Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Must be playing in Foxborough. They'd be messing with your signal. Um, okay, so back to this matchup here. Let's run through some. Uh, so, so let's run through some some numbers, shall we, fellas? The Falcons are. They are no longer top ten in offense anymore. Um, they've they've they're they're our top four in 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 passing yards. Total yards is thirteenth. Rushing yards is tied for twenty eighth, um, with uh, ninety three yards per game. They're they're in the middle of the pack of points per game, right at twenty five. And the in the 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 Chiefs are thirty one right there, tied for first. Uh, I think tied for first, yeah, tied for first. And then uh, third down completion is eleventh. So will okay. So on the other side of the ball, let's go to the defense for the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense doesn't get talked about much because I feel like it's a lot like the two thousand sixteen Falcons that. The, the offense was shining so bright. The defense had no, I mean, the defense, it made the defense better because everybody became one dimensional, just trying to catch up. But the, the chiefs on paper have a pretty good defense. Um, and, but they're, they're, uh, they're rushing. Their rushing uh, defense is actually not that good. It's they're giving up 123 um, yards. Yeah, number 21. Yeah. They're if, number if, 21. If they're stick with the run game. I mean, we can, we can bless it open. So if, Ido, so if Ido, so okay, so so just think about this. Back to what would this game look like for the Falcons to win? So if if uh, if Ido, okay, so Caleb McGarity was out with personal reasons, so he's back this this week, I think. So that shores up right tackle or right guard, yeah, right tackle, and then then you could slide Gono over to left guard again and. Um, get the other backup out of there because Carpenter, I think, might not play again. So we got a little bit more experience on offensive line. What if Edo Smith and Brian Hill together have Brian Hill, yeah. <clears throat> have breakout games and 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 get this thing rolling? And they 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 combine for 120 yards together. Now we're eating clock like Leander's, like Lee said, and we can we can you know put something together here. This could that could be the recipe. Do you think Dirk's thinking that way? Absolutely. Uh, no, because no. Dirk's never done any of that. He, look, trying to get a hundred yards rushing with Dirk Cutter is like asking for I don't know. I'm trying to think of some big miracle, but I mean it, it's just not going to happen. I, I don't see that happening. If you go back and look, you look at uh, Dirk's history, I mean I don't have statistical proof to go back all the way to Arizona State when he was the head coach there, but I guarantee you that there was never a lot of running going on on any of his teams. And we know when he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons back in 2012 and 13, we know that Michael Turner took a nosedive. He was an elite back. And then all of a sudden, he he wasn't even average. I mean, that's that's Dirk Cutter. Okay. That's what it, Todd Gurley happened. That's what's going on with Todd. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and and two, just uh, if we're staying in the Dirk Cutter realm, you know, that's I like to stay in here and I like to throw shade of Dirk Cutter because he deserves it. But um Matt Ryan has thrown eleven game has played excuse me, I'm sorry. Matt Ryan has eleven games in his career where he's thrown three or more interceptions. And here are the breakdowns of how many games in each offensive quarter, the offensive coordinator that it's happened with. Mike Malarkey with one. Kyle Shanahan, one. Steve Sarkeesian, two. Seven times with Dirk Cutter. 
Matt Ryan has thrown three picks in one game under Dirk's offense seven times in his career. Well, my malarkey, though, didn't really – I mean, he was more of a physical offensive coordinator anyway. He was ran that? the ball a lot more. Well, um, that was Michael, and, Turner, and that's, Michael Turner era? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was the Michael Turner era. I mean, the NFL is not really like that anymore anyway. You don't really have the other than Tennessee. Like you said earlier, the Tennessee Titans, that's probably the only example where they just are very physical running the ball. But everybody else is a lot more finesse, a lot softer. Um, and with the other coordinators, though, I mean, yeah, they have more of a balanced attack. I mean, the NFL, you do not have to have an elite rusher every game. You just have to do enough to be able to win games. That's what Clemson does in college football. That is what the Kansas City Chiefs do in the NFL. That you just need even, to be serviceable. And, and the Patriots, the Patriots don't run the ball till they get to the playoffs, and they'll have you know. Right. But James White was just sitting in the weeds. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, someone to play calling for the dirt when he called on the on the passing calls. Hey. Uh, some of them were good, but sometimes Matt Ryan just wasn't making the right decision. He was forcing a lot of plays that are trying to look for one or two different receivers instead of scanning the whole field. He's doing the checkpoints. Hey, and get down the field. Matt, sometimes Matt ain't scared to get hurt. Sometimes he is scared to get hurt. I mean, so you don't know what's Matt going to show up to play. Right. And that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's, that's definitely a problem. Okay. All right. We're, we're going to shift topics right here and we're going to talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl because uh, you weren't. Um, uh, I think we talked. Me, I think me and you, Lee, talked about the, this the other day. But um, no. so the Pro Bowl selections were uh, Young Way Koo, which uh, uh, Hale Southern, Georgia Southern, and um, and then it, the Grady Jarrett. Um, so, and I think he's from Atlanta as well. So, uh, two Georgia boys um, going to the Pro Bowl. And I'll, the Pro Bowl won't happen this year. I didn't realize that till this morning. You know, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but the Pro Bowl is not going to happen this morning or not this morning, but they're not, not going to happen. And it's going to be a Madden tournament. I had no clue what that means. I just saw the headline. I was like, what is happening now? But I right, so uh, let's let's I'm going to read you some numbers for player A and then I'm going to read you some numbers for player B. And you tell me which one of these players made the Pro Bowl. OK, so player player A has 73 receptions. This is a wide receiver. Player A has 73 receptions for 1182 yards, seven touchdowns, and six, 16.2 uh, yards per play. That's player, that's player A. 73 receptions, 1182 yards, seven touchdowns. Player B has 77 y- receptions, uh, player B has 1192 rush uh, catch, uh, yards, nine touchdowns, and 15 yards per play. Which player makes the play Pro Bowl? Player well, A or Player B? Well, A made it. Uh, it's sad to say that B didn't. <laughs> yeah. So player A is uh, Justin Jefferson, and player B is Calvin Ridley. He's got more receptions, more yards, more touchdowns, and less, you know yards per play. So that's, that's a, that's a snub in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, and I don't even know what I haven't been paying attention to the Vikings. Are they, uh, um, I don't know if they're in the playoff hunt or what, but I think, you know, players on bad teams don't get a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of attention, I guess, nationally, but Grady Jarrett got in. I'm just saying, well, did they win this past weekend? Cause they were like right there chasing the last seed. 
up and going into the weekend. I don't know if they won or not. I don't remember that game, but um, I'll yeah. check it out for you. But uh, yeah, so they're in the hunt. So they're relevant is what, what you're saying. Um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, so what, and also too, Young Way Koo didn't, uh, not Young Way Koo, but your foyer Lewican didn't, um, didn't get any nods for the Pro Bowl, which I didn't think he would, but he was, he's having a good season for the Falcons. Yeah, he is. Okay. So back to Kansas City. Mm-mm-mm. So what, um, the Todd, have you, have you, major case of why the Falcons win this game what it looks like I mean I would agree with uh with Lee I think it would have to be time of possession you're gonna have to establish a running game um defense is gonna have to play lights out get some turnovers get some lucky breaks along the way but that's what it would look like um but do I think that's gonna happen probably not no man <laughs> no man it's it's listen I'd be I'd be kind of mad if it did uh, you you picking a bad bad time a bit a bad time, and with that, I mean we're talking about. I don't know exactly what the stats are, but they've done this one. They did this a couple of years back that they went from like seven or eight. I remember one year they beat Tampa down the stretch, and they dropped them all the way to fourteen. I think. Yeah. So I mean we're we're in danger, not danger, but there there's a chance that the Falcons jump up and. And get these and get these old Chiefs, and they they drop the twelfth in the in the draft in the draft order. So uh, what 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 I would tell you, and sorry, Coach Austin, what I would tell you that um, you know when Matt Ryan, I believe, I don't a couple games back, and he had pretty much said that um, how he's uh, applauded um, Raheem Morris and how he been keeping the team together. Right now, this team knows that. If they do not produce, there's a good chance that Raheem Morris might not get this head coach position. They're playing for a lot here. That's why I really feel like this this Sunday coming up or this next game, we're going to do a whole lot of chilling. Like, man, where have y'all been this whole season? You're going to see that this coming because they're playing for this coach, and this coach has made an impact on these players. And they're playing for this man to keep this job that they were trying to play for um, – Queen keep his, but Queen just uh, hey, it, it was just time for Queen. That's 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 my note to it. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a really good point. That you know, you we me as me as an armchair quarterback, I can I can I can separate the the, the human from the role of head coach. Um, yeah. I could you know I could I could definitely uh, dehumanize just the role of the head coach. But you know, these men are in the locker room with their brothers and. Yeah you know, with the head coach as the leader, as a human. So yeah, there's definitely some, some, uh, you know, camaraderie slash let's play hard for, you know, for Ra, they call him Rod. It's pretty funny um, for Raheem to, you know, retain this job and get his interview and, and, and go forward. So, uh, and I do like, there are some, okay. I know that I'm a big proponent of uh, let's clean house and let's get someone else new in here. I like the more and more I think about it, Eric Bieniemy would be a good a good candidate, but um, I don't. That might be lofty um, uh, expectation. But I like Joe Brady. The more I think about it, um, mm-hmm. um, and that's my guy. And then, yep. Yeah, and, and so, and two. I don't know if he's he's got the buzz that he that that 
that everybody else has around him, like the enemy. I think he's the the swirling hot name. So I think he could walk in the door. Like, you know, he is attainable. Um, and you have to, you know, obviously you have to lure these coaches in. Um, but, uh, um, I think with that being said that them playing hard this weekend is definitely a possibility. And I think it's a real good possibility. And the positive thing about, Raheem Morris is he is very, very straightforward when talking to the media. I mean, he, he, someone has a bad game, bad practice. There's no mixing words with him. He's like, yep, play bad. He has to play better. Yep. That's the reason why he didn't play play bad. The next guy played good, like straight down the middle. So I I really like that. There's a lot of with other regimes that we've had, even with Dan Quinn, it was like a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of, fluff and a lot of language, you know, like we're going to do, you know, a lot of sayings going on, but you know, they asked him about straight up, like to his face, eye contact with, you know, why is Quadri also not playing? It's like, cause he can't block. It's like, what did he just say? He's like, yeah, uh, in practice. Yeah. I can't pick up a blitz. So uh, he's not playing in the game. It's like, we're not used to that. So I think there's a lot more accountability in the locker room. Yeah, uh, going forward, I think it's a lot of like, hey, everybody look at Foyer looking. He missed this tackle. Foyer, don't miss that tackle anymore. Instead of, I don't, I don't know exactly what was going. Obviously, what's going on with Dan Quinn, but you know, I feel like there's a little more accountability with with the with the coaching staff. I don't know. It so, is. So, would you say that the the Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl again? I mean, that's probably where I would lean. Would say they're the favorites. So who to do you win it to win it? Yeah, to win it. So what? Do you, so who would they play? I'm going somewhere with this, but I just okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say I would say the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are likely the AFC, and then the NFC. I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Maybe the Saints. I don't. The Saints are going to be. I don't think it's the Saints. Sorry. Maybe I like Seattle. Russell's got magic, but I don't know. Go I don't ahead. like their defense though. I don't no, like their pass defense. Especially. Pitiful. Yeah. Um, okay, I, so. If 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 the Falcons wait until around the Super Bowl to make their hire, you kind of know what they're thinking because you know me and Sam talked about this right before uh, we went on air. You know, you can't interview a candidate without uh, them being eliminated from the playoffs already. So you can't ask for permission. You can't interview them until then. So if Brian, if um, if Eric Benimini is a top candidate, then you're going to wait until around the Super Bowl now. We were talking about Brian DeBall a little bit before airtime too. And what do you guys think about him as a potential candidate? I haven't heard him mentioned with a Falcons job. He's been mentioned for other openings around the league. But what do you think about Brian DeBall? He's the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills right now. Uh, he's obviously developed Josh Allen. That was a guy who I never really thought would be a legitimate NFL quarterback. And he's done a really good job with him. So I was just wondering what you guys thought about that. I think the the play I think the play call has been actually a little more creative uh, up there in Buffalo, and then also too you're talking about what I like with the positives that from afar I haven't studied Brian Duball's play sheet, and I haven't stu- you know really have dug into that. But uh, from from afar, what I see is a a little bit of creativity with him, and also so, and knowing Josh Allen is a big boy that could run. Like hey, he has a strength. Let's play to that. And so letting him and developing him and, and, and getting him into a rounded, you know, an actual starting NFL quarterback, developing it, like you said, development. So, I, you know, I definitely – and, two, Buffalo is another one of those teams 
that always has a reputation of they are just edgy. Even when they were bad, they were edgy. They, I feel like Bills Mafia is the craziest fan base of all. Like I know that Seattle's got you know the twelfth man and all that stuff, and it's really loud up there. They're dressed like birds and stuff, but like Bills Mafia is like WWF 2.0, and it's hilarious. So uh, yeah, I, I I like I like uh, Bill Duvall, and then like you said, the timing would be right if they get eliminated or what have you, you could snatch him up pretty quickly if if he wanted to you know yeah i'm some i'm somewhat familiar with the ball as uh as an offensive coordinator because he was alabama's offensive coordinator the year they beat georgia in the national championship game well well there you go i didn't even know that todd yeah he was yeah you you always remember the bad one um yeah all right um i do unfortunately <laughs> they 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 stick with you. Um, is there anything anything else you want to? Oh, we got to do score predictions, guys. I almost totally forgot. All right, let's let's go around the room real quick. Mr. Todd Brooks, what you got score prediction wise? Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. I'm gonna go with a, a close game, slightly close game. I'm gonna go with um, 27 to 24, Kansas City. I think it's Kansas City's pretty much already clinched the division. They pretty much have the best route to the number one seed in the AFC. And the Falcons, it's just hard to tell what their motivation is going to be after losing last week. But they've always come back and played well after a loss like that. So I think Kansas City will win. It's just a matter of, um, you know, what their attitude is. If they think they've already got everything wrapped up or they have some wiggle room to lose and they don't even play their quarterback or Mahomes is on the bench or, or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, r- relatively close. I was thinking blowout, but like you said, they all they like to they come back after these games. So I'm gonna go 31. I'm gonna go 31, 21, um, 10 point differential with for the Falcons. Oh no, no, no. Woo! Lord have mercy. Uh, it's It's in my blood. I bleed red yeah. and black. Uh, but yeah, no, 31, uh, 21 uh, Chiefs. All right, Lee, hit us with a hit us with your best shot. I got 35, 31 Falcons. 30, what? 35, 31 shootout? I love it. Absolutely yes. love it. No, it's going to be a high score. It's going to be okay. a high score. All right, man. We'll, we'll tally them up in the next episode. Guys, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.